I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Craptastic, 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 Seems I mean, ambitious, Andy. No, 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 because what we do, Alistair, mm-hmm. is we really, over the course of the episode, break down what people might consider to be a sketch idea or oh, even yeah. an idea. And uh, By know. the end of it, I mean, at the beginning, it seems like a huge ambitious task. Mm-hmm. But by mm-hmm. the end of it, you're like, oh, well, if you think that that's a sketch <laughs> idea, then I guess you could, <laughs> I mean, you could come up with 100 sketch ideas in one hour. Uh, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we offer you a chance to recalibrate how uh, what you consider to be a sketch idea. It's kind of uh, over forty-five minutes to an hour fifteen. It's kind of, you know it's like those websites or, or any book or something like that. It's like learn how to be immortal. You know, uh, there's no books like yeah, that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking but about. You know, like, I like, know about the field of things that you're referring to. No, but the like books the, and websites that are how to be immortal. No, but like it's it's a. It's a book or website or page or ebook or something like that that promises something that seems too good to be true. Uh-huh. Right? And then once you read it, you realize sure. that they're actually selling you something that is some weird way around this too thing too good to be true thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, they will tell you, um, oh, you know, we offer you a chance to um, deeply connect with uh, a higher power. Yeah, or build a statue of yourself. Yeah, well, either one of those two things. <laughs> Man, connecting with a higher power mm. is great if you're, you know, communing with the angels, but it's a disaster if you're erecting a ladder underneath a overhead power line. Oh, yeah, that would be really bad. I should have said overhead electrical cable. That's true, yeah. And I Rather wouldn't have than... used the word power twice. You know, this is the only rule of comedy is that you don't use the same word in the setup as you do in the punchline. Yeah. But it's the only rule. But you, do you, would you consider God an overhead power man? Yes. <laughs> Can we do a sketch that's connecting with a higher power? <laughs> yeah, sure. Connecting with a higher power and with with AGL. Connect with a higher power. Uh, if you are going to connect with a higher power, though, please make sure you're wearing gumboots and you've been slowly charged up to the same electrical potential as the power. This is why this is why you can't directly hear the word of God because if you connect with a higher power without adequate insulation mm. you explode. Do we have to It makes it seem like God is electrified in some way. That's all I'm saying. Well, and that's why he's not interventionist. That's why he can't do anything on earth directly. Because if he touches you You get zapped. It's zapped. like a static thing. It's because the earth is constantly spinning, right, and heaven is stationary. Mm. And the spinning relative to the stationary causes a build-up of static electric charge in heaven. Oh. So God is hugely charged, right? 
That's why he can send off lightning bolts to yeah, zap people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and which is which is just him having rubbing his feet on some carpet. Yeah. Yeah. And this is how he was also able to affect things without touching them. It's like how you can lift. Oh, it's like how the, that's how the um, the rapture happens. Right, and people get ascend oh, to heaven, like when you lift up uh, little torn up bits of paper with a comb that you've rubbed on your jumper. It's I've explained everything about about religion. religion. <laughs> what about Jesus? Uh, That's why he walked on water. Oh, because he couldn't. He wasn't breaking the the water was had was actually ionic solution. Yeah, that's right, an ionic solution. Uh, he was just hovering slightly above the water because he was being God was holding a comb just above him. Oh, yeah, invisible comb. That's why in all those drawings yeah. of uh, Jesus walking on the his water, hair. his hair is standing up on end like that. Oh, no comb, one's looked into that with before. a comb so close. Yeah, I mean his hair <laughs> looks so bad. Uh, yeah, it's, it's there you go. Um, so uh, how is this? What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, like, we just need to put a framework around We it. do need a framework. It yeah. needs some kind of a scaffolding. It needs a structure to make it appear like... it's What it is, is it's like a sandwich, right, where just all the parts of the sandwich are spread around the plate. So somebody's making a sandwich in the sketch. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. And no. then they start talking about God being <laughs> a higher power. I think... Look, I think, it like, it's it's... It's like one of those. It's these religious theorists, these people who try and exp- who try and reconcile mm. uh, religion and science, right? And so they'll who will have a theory about why all the dinosaur skeletons are there. It's because they were drowned in no in, in the flood, you know, of Noah's Ark, right? You know, they try and have a sort of a pseudo explanation, yeah, scientific yeah, yeah. explanation for. Uh, religious phenomenon or, you know, they try and reconcile those two things. And I think somebody who tries to just, you know, explain mm. everything about God using electricity. Static electricity. Static electricity. Yeah, yeah, but do we just, so we just have a person talking straight to camera. I mean, this kind of gave me an idea of a... Of a, a sketch a, show that a, is just people talking straight to camera and yeah. explaining things. It's just monologues. Yeah. It's called monologue show. Mate. It worked for bloody Alan Bennett. Alan Bennett? Is that his name? No. Not Alan Bennett. The other Bennett. Irish guy? Mm, no. He's, he's, oh, you're thinking of Dave Allen. Dave Allen. No, I'm thinking... I think he might, his name is Dave might be Alan, Alan Bennett. Bennett. Dave Allen Bennett. Yes, he wrote a show called Talking Heads. It was like a theatre thing, and then it became a television program. It's just people doing, like, humorous monologues. Oh, see, that's good. That's and people doable. said he was a genius. Well... Let's steal his idea. Yes. <laughs> well, we came up with it independently, then linked it to Then him. we realised that we'd already known about his thing. But? But we still came up with it independently. I don't see why knowing about something mm. doesn't mean you can't still come up with it independently. That's true. I think that, it, seems, that, it feels very limiting. Well, I don't see why somebody shouldn't call you a genius. Yes. For still coming up <laughs> with something even though you knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think people sort of protect the word genius a little mm. bit too much. Mm. They don't let you use it on everybody. Yes. Or when you do, then they complain that you're weakening the word. I think that the word should be weakened. Yes. And then we can come up with a new word. To mean genius. To what, what genius used to mean. But let's democratize genius. Let's have like universal basic income. Let's have universal basic genius. Right? Everybody's a genius. Like, right. Yeah. Like... 
instead of giving everybody participation awards,、mm-hmm. all right, like you know, people complain, oh, okay, all the kids, you know, nobody loses、mm-hmm. anymore, right? They all get participation awards. Well, I don't c- care about that. Okay. I think that actually we should be giving them a higher award. Everybody should be getting like a Nobel Prize. Great. <laughs> Why、oh, a Nobel Prize for participation is <laughs> no, but、right. no, that's what it is.、Yeah. Right, everybody gets a Nobel Prize for participation. Yeah, I think it's nice. It's just not. I mean,、enough. the ceremony would be a bit boring to sit through. I hope they don't play the organ. That's all. That's all I ask. At the at the, no, at the presentation ceremony for the Nobel Prize for participation, just lay off the organ music. So that's all. That's your only request. That's all I ask. Right. Yeah, and I won't get outraged. I'm on board for the whole. But you see, some people will get outraged about kids these days getting a Nobel Prize. I mean, back in my day, you had to do something great, like. But like, I, th- I think that's I think that's what's so good about it,、mm. right? It's it's so extreme、mm. that all the people who get outraged about kids getting、yeah. you know, certificates of participation. Once we're giving all the kids a Nobel Prize for participation. They'll just be redundant. Those people who get outraged about that stuff, they'll be redundant. Or Because there actually is, there actually is no、like. other place that they can go. Exactly. To. <laughs> they can't say, "Well, what's next?" Yeah, we've gone there. Yeah, we've we've already got to the point. There's、They're, nothing next. Got... <laughs> the the end of the universe. That's what's next. Well, I mean, that's it's a great idea. Is is to disable to disable the conservative、mm. um, commentators. All we got to do is to go to the most extreme of every scenario. Yeah, the logical conclusion. So let's legalize murder. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, let's let people marry plants、mm. or insects. A dune bug.、Mm-hmm. A dune bug. A dune bug in a dune buggy. That's cool. Yes. Great. Someone should write a song about it. Little dune bug in a dune buggy. In my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um. Yeah. No. I had. I had a little, little、uh, gemette of something. I was doing. You're talking a little snifter, a little, a little,、mm, little, little taste, little, little taste.、Cremet. Yeah.、Uh, while we're talking about、um, the Nobel Prize and the participation, no,、uh, it's gone. Anyway, it's fine. I, but yeah, I, I agree. We should lower the standards for everything. But then we do have to come up. Oh, this is what it was, right? Because because、mm-hmm. you you know in your. Your thing, where everyone's a genius, and then we'll just come up with a new word for what a genius is. For for, for another thing, like a real genius or a genius with a blue tick. Well, well,、right? it won't be called a genius. No, it'll, it'll be, be something new. Can't be. Can't.、Uh, yeah. All right. Genius.、Um, no. 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 no.、Um, like a groschen. <laughs> yeah. Or like a like a par particulum.、Uh, what if it was a word? That was just really, really difficult to say, and then people wouldn't throw it around with such confidence. Ego, you know, Bobo Garshwick. Yeah,、uh, that's too. It's fun to say. <laughs>、um, make it a really long word, so、mm. if people want to say it, they've got to think about it. You know, it's like back in the day when if you wanted to、um, send somebody abuse,、mm. you had to write them a long letter and get a stamp and take it to the letterbox. Yeah. So there was some, you know, thought involved, right? And now you can just tweet it at them. What about Flapper Jiswickton? Flapper Jiswickton, right? So you get it, you get, you make it the words longer, yeah. So that there still has to be thought and effort involved in passing comment. Yeah, because you almost need to like clear, clear the air before you say it, so you have enough time to say it. Yeah. So everybody's kind of going, oh, oh yeah, well, I like him, <laughs> and you go, excuse me, everybody. Yeah. 
I think that he's a <clears throat> flapper Jiswickton. And I'm like, wow. <gasps> You made some real effort to pass that judgment. Yeah. Yeah, and you've also got to take a, like a decent-sized breath before you say the word as well. Mm. Yeah. Probably take, should... a, take a sip of water. Yeah. Do you think it needs to be longer? I think it could be longer. I oh. think Flapper Jiswick Tom Tingle Monsanto. <laughs> I like that Monsanto got a say in there. <laughs> like, Flapper Jiswick Tingle Monsanto. Tingle Monsanto. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. He's a flapper Jiswington Tingle Monsanto. <laughs> oh, and I love because that double ton ton, ton yeah. ting. Yeah. That really. That's a hurdle requirement. Yeah, yeah. That, that, doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't leap off the tongue. No. Um, okay. I, I, think, I think this is good. Like making, making words. So let's make all the good words hard to say, right? So we're talking all the all the superlatives, all your all your compliments, your strong compliments. They're going to be long, okay. But also all your insults, okay. Let's make mm. them really long as well. So once again, there's some work. Yeah, okay? sure. So and and it has to be the worst insults have to be the hardest ones to say. Yeah. So that yeah. <laughs> great. So none of this four letter words. Yeah. Right? I'm talking like a 68, 84 letter word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about? That like the worst insult would be sort of somehow an inter like a like a verbal interpretation of sort of the two uh, biggest known prime numbers multiplied together. <laughs> this is great. You, yeah, right. So we're almost going for a uh, what is it blockchain Encry- encryption <laughs> encryption level thing where because for blockchain the value of the for Bitcoin the value of the bitcoins is tied up in the work that you have to do in mm. order to mine them. Yeah, it's the same with insults. So it's blockchain compliments and blockchain insults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then people have to mine insults, and they're like, oh, "We just got a new huge one." Yeah, <laughs> this is great. And the compliments also they'll be more meaningful, right? Because mm. each of them has a unique identifier, which presumably has value that can be traded. If somebody gives mm. you a compliment, they've actually given you something, right? Oh, the work can also be done. Like it's. I mean, look, I think it would be great if mathematicians were getting work in this. Yeah. Right? But then also... They can finally get their hands on the English language, which I bet those fuckers have been eyeing off for a bloody long time. Mathematicians? The the mathematicians. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, I think they have to work in collaboration with either a philosopher or or a linguistics, a a, a writer, because Mm. then they actually have to come up with a verbal equivalent. So sometimes the whole thing is an essay, and it takes an hour to say to read out... Or a computer. And, and, and basically, it's a version of you are <laughs> yeah. a... <laughs> Complete and utter. Yeah. These are all just like the header identifier information at mm-hmm. the start of the insult. Yeah. That's how you, you trigger the brain to realise that it's about to hear an insult or a compliment. Uh, not many compliments start with you are a complete and utter, though, do they? <laughs> you are a complete and utter generous giving person. I mean, I, I still feel that. Yeah, you yeah. know, but you got a, you built a little bit of tension at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, built a little bit of tension. There's a little pivot point in there. There's a little fulcrum. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, no, that's fulcrum. Good. Is that the is that the top or the bottom? I'm gonna call my next child fulcrum. You can, stop having children. <laughs> stop. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna take this opportunity on the podcast to announce that Carly and I are gonna have another child. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you're all ready to hear this. Yeah, you're all ready. Andy's two in. It's going to be. I haven't end. asked Carly if it's okay for me to announce it on the podcast. To, to, is it okay if I announce it to my audience? Because of 12 weeks, I think you tell the family. When do you tell the podcast <laughs> listeners? 13 weeks. 13 weeks? Yeah, right. Then you bloody get in there well, and you crack you. that open. Mm-hmm. Sign ride it. Mm-hmm. Sky ride it, I mean. The, sky. I mean, the sky is, is the world sign. Is it? I guess so. <laughs> then these sky riders that do like low altitude sky riding so that they could, they ride it mm. like 50 meters off the ground. Yeah. You know, like they come in, right? Let's say, so this is where they, they come in, right? They, yeah. They're just flying. They're 25 meters off the ground. Okay. <sighs> real low. They're buzzing you. Like that. And then they go in straight up. So then they go in. <laughs> they start with a big L. Yeah. And right. a little. Also, they they're writing the, the the words vertically. Vertically. Starting close to the ground. Yeah. yeah. One of the few fuckers. This is like this is you know this is the way that this guy's trying to keep skywriting relevant. Is there, is anyone doing this with drones? He is does. Anyone doing sky He does it on the drones? stage of Coachella. Wow. He does it all in within the stage. Within the stage area. So and he, he does it in cursive. Mm-hmm. Right? He goes in first, it's a little it's a mini L. So yeah. it's just that loop. Right? Yeah. But it's but it's a steep enough uh like first turn, mm. like no f- first climb that he could probably stall. <laughs> but then he's gotta go into a stall so yeah. that he can get that nice that that f- fucking U turn there at the top of the oh, man. at the L. Yeah. So he's gotta go up That's tight. Already, everybody's unbelievably impressed. Then <laughs> <laughs> he flips it, comes down. He can ride that into an eye. What's he riding? Eh? What's he's, he riding? He's riding a plane. Yeah, what's he writing? Well, at the moment, it's L-I, so it could be List. <laughs> uh, it could be the name of a, a, a performer. Um, he's he, riding uh, Liddell for the Liddell Power Station. It's part of a campaign. See, what's interesting about Sky... Coachella. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's great. I think the, if the government could start getting some of the the Australian government could start getting messaging at Coachella, Courtney Barnett went global success that's writing true. songs about Preston. Yeah, that's true. Northcote. Exactly. Why can't our skywriter have a a great bit he's been working on about, about the Liddell Power Station and the Australian coal industry? But this is my problem, Alistair. Is that like each form of technical expression? Mm-hmm. I feel ultimately gives way to creative expression, right? Yeah. So whatever it is, because we, we, in many ways, you know, technology and art are, are, are interconnected, but so often we'll come up with a new form of technology, something like Twitter, yeah. right, or something like the printing press. And, you know, it doesn't always necessarily lead that the art drives the technology. Once we have the platform, mm. very often people then work out a way in which that is a platform for art. Yeah. You know, and can be used to express creative whatever intention. So, but that hasn't, to my mind, yet happened with skywriting. With right? It still remained purely a technical and a commercial prospect. But and where fair, are the skywriters? Where are the people who, you know, who take that and then turn that into something beautiful? Well, I guess, you know, look, I have to admit my ignorance in terms of the skywriting world, and mm. I haven't been to a lot of skywriting competitions. Mm. Um, you know, especially I guess the f- I, I imagine the, f- the freestyle mm. uh, section would be the particularly amazing one, and there's mm. probably some real upstarts, some real cool you know guys who are trying to oh man you know fi- finding new materials to 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 
exhaust fart out into the atmosphere. Fart out into the atmosphere. <laughs> what about like a like a sort of light foam? Oh, you know, letters that you make and then they they just slowly float down. And they're solid, and, and then they sort yeah. of gloop onto the ground. Right. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I you'd have to write really fast. But this 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 must be something that can be done with drones, right? Surely, yeah. surely drones are going to totally. I, that, in fact, that'll that's got to be a a new startup disruptor app thing, right? That disrupts you, the you, skywriting. You, you get an app, right, on your phone. You draw whatever you want on your screen there, mm. and then there's like some drones that go up and they fart out whatever it is. Yeah, some little powder into the atmosphere, and like you can do it even in real time. So you can write a message to somebody. You're lost at a. Um, mm-hmm. At a, f- a fairground, yeah. right? You want to meet your friends? Yeah, sure. You write in the sky, Jeff. Jeff. I'm over by the hot dog stand. Yeah. Uh, can you find uh, Tamantha? Tell her to meet me. And then yeah. boom, it goes up there. It goes up Half there a paragraph the up yeah. there <laughs> in the sky. Everybody's reading it. There's 13 Jeffs finding Tamantha. Yeah. Well, you know, but 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 see, that's kind. It'd be kind of like a, a, a Twitter thing, or maybe it's even just an additional button on your tweets. Yeah, right. right? As well as posts. So it still goes out can, as a tweet. You can also skywrite it. I mean, it feels like it would make more sense for it to be like part of your SMS thing, because if you're sort of do do people use Twitter as like just like normal communication between good friends? Well, maybe my example doesn't apply there, but I think in general terms, mm. when you are putting something on Twitter, you're very comfortable with it being publicly visible. And, you know, that is something that is part mm. of parcel of the skywriting. Uh, that's true. And, uh, there's, and no, there's no direct message in the skywriting world. Well, that's right. And, and tech hasn't really come up with a solution for what you do when you're trying to communicate with a friend whose phone has died. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, very much, they're very much catering to the market of people whose phones are still very much full of power. Yeah. And or at a, least quarter bit of power. It's a limited thing. Can you write this down as, a, as, a, as, a, as an idea, whether or not it's a sketch? I just think, and if you're listening, Silicon Valley, and I think you probably are, then you're welcome, right? It's the Uber drone of sky writing airbnb yeah airbnb <laughs> it's the, the airbnb people. it's the airbnb of sky writing <laughs> do you think you could you claim to own the sky above your house you do you own a certain amount of airspace above your house and a certain amount of depth of the ground that is a fact yeah but it's not very far either it's not way, very right? far no like is it 100 meters is it like probably as far as you can reach or something uh, like if you're standing on the roof of your house? You know, if you're standing on the roof of your house and you've got like a stick. Or you're standing on the antenna. And you're on the antenna yeah. and you've got a stick, yeah. right? And you poke it up as far as you can and you jump. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's obviously entirely dependent on how long the stick is. Yeah, absolutely. But that's but they, the know, subjectivity of the law, that. you know. That's, that's how you can interpret the law. Yeah, there's a lot of flexibility in these things. It's common law. It's uh, whatever it is, you know. It's the old common law tradition. It's the vibe, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it'd be funny if other parts of your body could get erections. It'd be incredible, wouldn't it? That would, like, predict how you feel for things. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> so for every emotion, yeah. there's a different part of your body that can get erect. Yeah. Well, that's quite nice. Because it'd be like... Because, like, know, if your gut could get erect... If your okay, Alistair. If your gut went erect and no. you're like, are you hungry? What, explain <laughs> to me what an erect gut looks like. Also, because of all the body parts you could have chosen, yeah. you've chosen the one that is possibly the least 
applicable to the concept. Sure, of I guess I guess you're thinking of like sheer bloody mindedness is what you've gone with. There. No, 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 but like you know, it wouldn't be as noticeable because it's not it's it's not as as extendable, but it's still pretty extendable. And like so, a gut hangs down, mm. sort of floppy, right, like that. Well, it would kind of firm up and and lead up like that, so you'd kind of get a bit of a baby bump, maybe. Yeah, wow, an upwards baby bump. It kind oh. of like go up. So someone would come up to you and say, oh, congratulations, I heard you're pre- uh, you pregnant. And you're like, uh, no, my gut is just erect because I'm, I'm just, hungry. I'm food horny. <laughs> We'd probably change it all to food horny or food aroused or food roused. Everything, everything's a kind of horniness. Everything is horny. That's, that's, that's quite interesting. That's, that's like a sort of a 1984 newspeak um, language approach. That the government would force on that us. That the government has forced on us where... Instead of trying to eliminate all uh, sort of good and bad thought, they've reduced every concept down to just a, a sort of a sexual drive. Mm. You know, to be so like kind of like the opposite of like Iran or something like that, where things kind of get very conservative yeah, and everybody has to hide everything mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and you know, there's no mention of any kind of sex stuff. Uh, this is everything is so wide open mm-hmm. that everything is sort of in some way. A connotation or, or regarded as a form of sex horniness. Exactly. Mm. I'm sex horny. L- l- laughter. Laughter is just a joy ejaculation. Joy ejaculation. Yeah. yeah. A burp is a, is a hunger ejaculation. Mm. Like, or a, a fullness ejaculation of sort of eating, a drinking. It's just a sort of a stinky, stinky cum probably, isn't it? Stinky air cum. Sorry, I said those words. I don't. I don't like people who say. Sounds cum. like that's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> no, it's not Alistair. No, as long as I'm the person who has to upload every single episode, I'm the person who decides what's going to be the title. That's great. And it's not going to be that stinky right? air cum. It's not going to be that. Well, what what if it's called? It's not going to be called stinky air cum. You don't like the word cum. I don't like the uh, the sort of almost magical quality it's taken on in comedy recently where it feels like you can just sort of say it yeah and it's it's a substitute for andy i think what it is is that it's it's become used a lot because it's such a kind of in your face word Mm. pardon the pun Mm. um uh and and it's 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 kind of so full on in what it makes you Mm. picture and also just the saying it is so harsh. Mm. But then also that some people have owned it. And we got to admit, it's Auntie Donna have brought comeback. Oh, man. And they, they have made it an art form. And I obviously respect what yeah. they've done because, you know, they've done all the work. What you but ha- I think then what, others, other people are sort of... You what know. you're disliking, Andy, I feel. This is like when Seinfeld came out, you know, and he, was, he, he got a lot of... Uh, Flack? Well, no, no, no. He got a lot of success... And he, what he was doing, he, he was doing well, right. right? But what it created is a bunch of copycats, yes, right? And then it became a phenomenon mm. of these ob- observational, you seen this? You know, mm. oh, uh, so, you know, uh, I, was, I was in the shop the other day and that kind of thing. This like these weird, like, so, so then, it, then Seinfeld becomes a phenomenon which is associated with mostly crap, yeah. So Even though what he's doing was still of a of a, a higher know. quality, uh, are you saying that right now we're in a cum bubble? We're in a cum bubble, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, what you're disliking, I think, is cum bubble was obviously my favourite of the uh, Harry Potter professors. <laughs> Professor Cum Bubble. Sure, Andy. 
from, uh, you know, lotions. From lotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that was. I think you did good there. Um, um, do your arms get erect when you want when you need to work out? <laughs> I mean, try to work out what the arms would signify. Like, I mean, the the thumb, the thumbs up is yeah. a little erect. That's, that's, that's a little erection. That's yeah. a little positivity erection. It's a good job erection. Yeah, but but I think it would mean a different thing in this world. Okay. Because at the moment, thumbs up, it doesn't signify I'm I'm ready to play Nintendo, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, which is what maybe that would mean in the world. You're like, oh, yeah. oh I think my body wants me to oh, play this some... this is embarrassing. I'll yeah. hide this behind some books. Yeah. Oh, I better tuck this behind the, the <laughs> belt of my this pants. In my, belt. <laughs> um, in my waistband. Yeah, because, oh, geez, I don't want everybody to know. I, right now, all I'm thinking about is getting some Nintendo Switch action going on. Um, but also, having an erection doesn't necessarily mean that you're, like, horny... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Or like no, you know, no, no. It just means that the, the, it's the it's there's been triggers for the body to activate. Of course, itself. So you go look. My thumbs are ready for Nintendo, but I actually am very conscious and aware that I need to do work right now. Yeah. So I just have to let these pass. Yeah. Right. Try not to think about Nintendo. Yeah. So that it goes back down again, so I can get back to gripping things. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about something gross like just playing cards or something like that mm. or like a. You know, a, a game of Tetris. It feels like all, at, any, at any point, almost, you know, whatever the point would, uh, would be, some part of your body is going to be erect, right? Mm. And maybe <laughs> that all the, you know, that that existence then will become a an ongoing challenge of like sort of like when you're trying to chase a bubble under some wallpaper, just trying to get the erection, switching between different emotions so that the erection goes to a, a, a place on your body where it's not going to interfere with whatever you're trying to get done right now. So like maybe, I think if your butt got erect, yeah, right, and it was just kind of lifted, it would look more taut. So you were horny for sitting down? Yeah, you're a bit horny for some <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know? So you've been standing up all day. You've been standing up your all day. Your butt gets erect. You know, but that's, I think if you would push your sort of, your, your erection down to your butt, yeah, like that, then... It wouldn't, because I think that would actually kind of look nice. It lifts your butt. You know, people would be like, you know, be like, hey, nice work. <laughs> I guess if people are commenting on your butt, um, nice work. Um, then you would go like, yeah, I just really need to sit down. They're like, yeah, I hear you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can go sit down. I got a chair for you right here. Yeah, like that. And then they give you a chair of some sort or a bench. Sit down. Maybe just like a bit of floor with a pillow. Yeah. Um... Because this would make us really like almost like cuttlefish who communicate their emotions mm. through color. Um, mm-hmm. We are now like 
you know, we do it through a series of Well, I think directions. there's just too much. So we don't have any additional appendages. We're still the same body that we have, yeah. right? Yeah. What, like if your eyes just started getting stuck looking up like that, you're yeah. like they're just looking at the sky and you go, I'm sorry, I just need to go to the museum and, or I need to go to the get an art gallery to just my eyes, I, just to fix this. Or, yeah. you know, or you, you bring up like a, you know, you bring up like um, a... The wonders like, of the British... Uh, yeah, like you bring up some, some Monet's or something like that on your phone. You just sort of hold it above your head. You look at and it. And you look at it and you go, oh, there you go. And like two tears come out. <laughs> I guess there doesn't have to be jizzing with everything. I'm so sorry. No, but I mean, there kind of does. I feel yeah. like if we're going to take this to the... If, if we're going to pursue this idea... Yeah. Everything has to have a logical conclusion. And yeah. the logical conclusion to this is that everything can also ejaculate. Yeah, right. But then, right. like, what about, like, would your hair stand up? And you go, Could oh, do. I think I need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Uh, look, I've written down all emotion and erections. I think. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's sufficient. That's all that I feel comfortable having written down about that. Uh, Andrew? Putting into writing. Andrew Matthews. Yes, Alistair Trombley. We have uh, three words from a uh, listener. One of our beautiful... One of our Patreon supporters. Uh, Look, last week I said that it was from Will. Yes. But it was W-I-L. Right. This week it is from Will again, but it's a different Will. And it's W-I-L-L. Double L. Double L. You know, more Will Mm -hmm. for your three bucks. Um. And the three well, words. Thank you very much, Will. Thank you very much, Wilhelm. I think it must be maybe one L was Wilhelm. I think that's probably a Wilhelm. And this W uh, double L mm-hmm. is probably William. Helm. William Helm. Yeah. Does Helm mean helmet, or does it mean place? I think it means many things because you think about it on a ship. You've got the helmsman, and that's the person who is, steers the, the steering wheel. Okay, steers the wheel. But then there's that. There's like, what's that thing in, in Lord of the Rings that is the something? Helm's helm, Deep. Helm's Deep? Yeah. Was that sort of like the deep of the steering wheel? That's the steering wheel. Steering, steering wheel <laughs> depth. Sort of the column. Maybe the steering column. <laughs> that's the Takata airbag that's going to explode and the shrapnel's going to go into your face and kill you. Oh, yeah. That's what oh. happens when, that's when your, your cheeks get erect and you go, oh, yeah. I think I need to get a... An airbag in the face. Cop an airbag right on the kisser. Will's three words are... Your lips getting erect? Ooh, need to do some kissing. <laughs> <laughs> or whistling. Or whistling. I guess it just depends what shape they get, you know. If yeah. It's a real tight... Like that. Probably or, whistling. Or if it's a looser or kind of open mouth. Or drinking a milkshake. <laughs> or if one lip kind of goes over the other and one of the... Lips kind of goes in. Play the clarinet. There it is. If you if you if you get an erect in a in a, in a kind of embouchure mm-hmm. kind of way. Mm-hmm. I've got woodwind wood. Woodwind wood. Yep. I've got the need to read. <laughs> I've got the need for read. Yeah. R double E D. Um. And something about oboes. I've got oh, a no boner. <laughs> <laughs> Sexophone. What are you going to do with um, 
I don't know if there are. I don't know if there are any other recorder. Recorder? That's not a woodwind. Is it? It doesn't have a reed. I think even the flute is a is a. What about the bassoon? So the flute isn't considered a brass instrument? No, I think it's a wood. Why, that's an interloper. It obviously started out with the brass instruments and they ostracised it. It's not made of brass. So why would it have started there? I know it's also not made of wood, but at, at some point they were made of wood, I think. Oh, of course, that's what it is. They were made of wood, Alistair. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're, they're not reeded. Yeah. They're not read? Reeded. Reeded. Read. Um, Will's three words are corn dog, history, and teacher. Now, Alistair, this is incredible because I already had written a sketch about this. Really? Yeah. So, so somebody had a, like a. I'll just of... read for you for the, some of the script now, shall yeah. I? Yeah, okay. Today we had a corn dog history teacher substitute. No, fucking. Right, all right, this is my idea for this, Alistair. Mm-hmm. All right, so shut up, I'm going to tell you my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, it, what it makes me instantly think of is how in some movies there's students who leave an apple for their teacher mm-hmm. on the desk. Yeah. Right? And now I'm picturing instead of that, it's a corn dog. Right? Okay. <laughs> now, if, am I thinking, am I picturing a corn dog correctly? Because I'm picturing basically a dogwood dog. I'm picturing a sausage on a stick covered in batter dipped in tomato sauce. Is that what a corn dog is? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think that's close to it. It could be, uh, look. Just, this is just from my North American roots. Yeah. It might be closer to a pogo, which is rather than just a, like a regular kind of fish batter like we would have here yep. in Australia or in the United Kingdom, uh, it's, uh, there, there's kind of like a breadiness to it. Right. You know, but I, think, I think we might also have that with our, our, our Dagwood dogs, yeah, what right. we call them here in Australia. So. Mm. But, but is or it, a Pluto is it pup. Pluto pup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then... So, because 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 while this isn't a sketch, yeah, I'll accept that. There is something very pleasant to me about the visual mm. of somebody laying a tomato sauce coated Dagwood dog down on a teacher's desk. Absolutely, right? the mess of that—that's yeah. a really quite unpleasant visual thing to experience. Mm. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe it's part of like a spectrum of things that you can do with a teacher. Yeah. To give them feedback, like before the existence of feedback forms and whatever it was that you could, you know, rate the mm. quality of your teaching, the the um, the the left behind food stuff yeah. was really the only way students had to communicate their point of view about a particular lesson or the direction of the curriculum. Yeah, and so maybe we need to expand that um, sure. vocabulary out yeah. from Apple and to include. Um, that's. Look, I think that's something. There's something there. I was also considering. Oh, I mean, right. this could be. You know, uh, a lot of the, this kind of food is seen on sort of traveling county fairs or mm. you know, carnies kind of carnivals. You know, to, yeah. from town to town. I imagine some of those carnies have, which I'm sure is probably not a good word. They don't. Carny. Don't, yeah, carny. Yeah, interesting. I think almost all the words that end in e. Yeah. Are probably insults. No, um, they're, they're, they're not okay. Twiggy stick? Circus folk? Circus folk, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the reason why I laughed just then, even though it's, it, obviously it's also funny, but one of our listeners, Shay, once appeared in um, one of my live shows, stand-up shows. and uh, Appeared in it? Well, he was in the audience. Yep. 
and therefore was sort of in the show because the audience is kind of a part of it. It's a, it's oh. a, it's a dialogue in you many ways. You see when Alastair performs. It's very intimate, interactive, <laughs> audience participation. Sometimes he gets everyone up on stage and he just sits in the audience and he, you know, sort no. of gets them to Probably do the show. Probably mostly what it is is that if the show's going badly, I'm going to really dip into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All everything I just said then is untrue. Yeah, and it's a slur. It's a real it's one slur of the worst on me. things that you can say about an Alistair. Anyway, and Shay was somebody in the crowd that I had picked. Let's say picked on. Shay came along to our our show. This Shay season, has so been the most legend. supportive. I mean, look, there's endless supporters yes. of you. Shay has just been one that I've seen. You know, he's because of this initial interaction. I really know his face, and so his. Great. You know, it's. This is this is just an example of how some people climb to the top, and other people go unnoticed. It's not it's not through any fault of anybody's own. It's just a circ- happenstance yes. that he was somebody in my crowd that I was picking on. Yep. And then at some point, I found out that he was a unicyclist and a juggler. Yep. And his parents were there, and I was kind of making fun of how proud they must be. <laughs> as a joke, he still came to our show, and he's been very supportive. And and I went and saw his his graduation performance at the at the circus school. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was really great. <laughs> That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah, and uh, but uh, anyway, at some point, I referred to him as I said. I think I might have said Carney, and then I said, or do you prefer circus folk? Right. Oh, and that's what brought us back to where we started. Okay. So anyway, you were going to say something about the circus folk. Um, they travel around. They travel around. I mean, this could just be it's – a, it's a sketch or a, a sitcom set in the, the Carney school. Yes. Like, you know, the children of the Carneys must still need to be educated even though they're nomadic people. Mm-hmm. There's somebody whose job would be to, to mm. teach the kids – and uh, you know, with with you know with no prevalence of uh, mm. of, of of apples and fresh mm. fruit and vegetables, mm. they only have the food that's available to them: caramel po- popcorn, <laughs> corned dogs. Um, I mean, I think yeah. if there are apples, they're there to be shot at with guns. Yeah, or if there are apples, they're covered in um, toffee. Toffee, that's right. And they're on a stick. And as so, an example to the other apples. Yeah, <laughs> and so and so. <laughs> Really, they're giving them the health, healthy. Uh, they're giving a teacher the healthiest option, yeah. which is the corn dog. Um, I think uh, I think that's that's good. Carney school. This has just given me the Carney school. I think is definitely. Okay. I think I'm just going to write down. I think Car- I think there's also an element to to a school for a group like that where maybe um, education isn't prioritized. Mm. That the teachers almost have to sort of. And this is probably all inappropriate um, carny carny bashing, and I'm sorry. That's okay. But I'm just taking the conceptual idea of a group who are sort of constantly on the move Mm -hmm. and who aren't attached to any fixed schooling, and now I'm regarding them almost as a herd of animals. Okay, yeah. And then there's the young, and then I'm regarding the teachers as being like the lions who are then trying to catch the young people, teach them anything as quickly as possible, while they have them, and then release them back into the, to the herd. So it's kind of like a like a fishing show. Mm. It's a fishing <laughs> show, but with lions that are doing the fishing. Yes, but they're but they're teachers. But they're teachers, and they teach. They Instead teach of the killing, fish. They teach the young. Well, they catch the fish. Yes, and then they, they get... teach them a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is its own is its I own think, show. I mean, this is this is interesting, right? 
the idea that when you catch a fish, so far, what do we do? We have catch and release, right? Yeah. We catch the fish. Sometimes we kiss them. We take a photo. We throw them back. Yeah. But while we have the fish there, <laughs> no one ever takes the opportunity to try and teach the fish anything, communicate yeah. to them anything that they can then pass on to their undersea brethren. We should be. Mm-hmm. These are our brief moments of interspecies contact with the creatures of the deep. Absolutely. We should be taking that time to try and tell them a little of our culture. Yeah, that's okay? right. And impart some of our wisdom. Much like when, you know, we sent that thing to the aliens, the disc with all the stuff in it, it had some yeah. Beatles songs on it or whatever we'll it was. Play them a CD. Yeah. <laughs> when we have this chance mm. to communicate with the fish, we should be telling them something. That's right. I think it has to be in video format. Sure. Right? I think it has to be in video format and it has to be quick. It could be a GIF, a GIF that has, that, that is in, in visual format, right? Yeah. That, transfers energy, to, uh, not energy, but, but information mm. very quickly that a fish can understand. Right. Yeah. Um, so you don't think that we should, like, you catch a fish, you get it off the hook, you hold it up. Your mate Gary, he holds up a... Um, uh, I mean, that's doable too. A, a musk stick, right? Yeah. And he says, musk stick, <laughs> musk stick, and then you throw the fish back into the ocean. I think that's, yeah, that can right? definitely be good. And the next good. time you're like, abacus, two... Plus one. And so we can teach fish kind. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously not, not... Bit by bit, every, moment by moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And sometimes, I guess, you, you know, with those big trawlers, mm. you could sort of teach a whole bunch of fish something at the same yeah. time. <laughs> a whole school, if a you will. A whole school, yeah. Um, a whole school assembly. <laughs> you could... And I guess, I mean, you're probably, you know, those guys are probably going to want to keep some of those fish. Mm. So maybe only the ones that flop off the ship will get to sort of go and transfer that. No, I yeah. learned so much. Yeah. We leave a few, a few alive <laughs> to tell the story of what happened here. And the story of what happened here was actually the story of uh, Simmons and his donkey from the Gallipoli landing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you could... Catch a, bunch, a fish, teach them a parable, and yeah. send them back. Send them back. Um, oh man, there's 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 so much going on here, and I I, I love it. Yeah, well, I, had, I had some little things I wanted to add, and I forgot them when I was saying Simmons and his donkey. Oh well, here here's something, Alastair, because probably the most common recurring thing on this podcast is us referencing the fact that we know more about the moon than we do about the bottom of the oceans, right? Yeah, but. I mean, it's a two-way street. When was the last time the bottom of the ocean showed any interest in what we've got going That's on? That's true. Okay. Yeah. The bottom of the ocean probably knows more about the moon yes. than it knows about us because they would see it at nighttime. Through the water. Through the water. Yeah. You know, they would know that it's there. They probably don't know a lot of us they are there. They don't know about the land, right? So it's, it's, this is part of the sp- that spirit of, you know, well, maybe if you took an interest in us, bottom of the ocean. I mean, if you just showed them like a sped-up video... Of, like, because maybe they might know about the beach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not so crazy to think that a fish knows about the beach. You'd hope so. You know? Or at least, a, you know, a, a headland. Mm. Things like that, right? So, if you sh- showed a fish... Uh, hey, hey, Alistair, uh, do, ask me, uh, do, do the fish know about the beach? Andy, do, the f- do fish know about the beach? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. That's good, Andy. It was really good. I really now kill that. me. <laughs> kill me with a nail on the end of a stick. Yeah. Um, now, um, 
Well, I was and, say, and that's our sketch about corn dog history. Tech. No, no, Carney, Carney School is in there. Um, I mean, maybe they like they, there, there's probably would be a focus on on Carney history. I mean, that, I, I I liked the element. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they would they would be like mainstream schools. They don't even teach you anything about Carney history. Mm, mm. Anyway, um, I was gonna say you show a fish a video that starts in the water from a fish's point of view, the, yes. where they would see. The beach, yes, and then it quickly shows them what's in land. Yeah, that would expand their horizons. Great, takes you into town. Mm. You know, it goes up the beach, past the dunes, past that little walkway Mm -hmm. where there's the sort of the 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 plants. You know, like those Mm. uh, those June plants that kind Mm. of separate the beach Mm -hmm. from the regular Mm -hmm. uh, township. Mm -hmm. Then it goes past like those kind of tall pines that kind of go up Mm. like that. Then it shows you the fish and chip shop. Oh no! No. <laughs> oh well, you know. But then maybe past that, and it shows you the bowling. Somebody's club. eating a corn a corn dog. Somebody's eating the corn dog, and then there's the, the shows in town. I think with um, with rising sea levels, mm. this is going to be more and more important because soon we're going to be living amongst the fish. That's right? true. We'll all be wading everywhere. Mm. Right? The fish will be around our ankles, and we'll be living amongst them. They'll be living amongst us. Yeah. And we'll be regretting the fact that we missed the opportunity to try and build some kind of interspecies dialogue before it got to this point. I'm just trying to, to open a dialogue. Open a dialogue. I'm just trying to open a dialogue. Uh, a dialogue on a stick. Um, the corn dog, Alistair, though, there was an element that we mentioned in there mm. about the toffee apple being yeah. an apple on a stick to to send a message to the other apples. What we have done to the corn dog, right, does really feel like a series of torches and, you know, Mm. so so, like if you wanted to threaten sausages, I think making a corn dog in front of them, right, impaling it on a stick, you know, basically tar and feathering it, covering it in flour and stuff, dipping it into boiling water, and covering it in uh, boiling oil, and then covering it in blood, is like, I mean, or, or a blood-like well, Andrew, substance. Andrew, it's not a, necessarily a threat to sausages. Am I in trouble? Yeah, it's not necessarily a, a threat to sausages. If you think of how many, because it's most more of a hot dog than it is a sausage. Right. Sorry. And hot if you dogs. think about the number of animals that are inside a hot dog, mm. what, what a a Pluto pup or a, a corn dog is, is a threat to all human life. Human life? I'm sorry, to all animal life. All animal life. life, you're right. Mammalian life, probably. Yeah. Um, and that, I don't, like, whereas, you know, the fact that we see that as a treat is a real, I don't know. This is the real flip side of our um, fish education program, right? This is a more of a uh, land-based mammal alienation program, mm. right? So if we did this in the sky, maybe we got some drones to draw the process of making a corn dog in the sky for all land-based mammals to see, mm. that would make them, show them who's boss. Yeah. This is part of our transition program to move away from being part of the uh, the mammal kingdom. We've decided we don't want to do that anymore. The mammal class of animals. We're, mm-hmm. we've decided oh, we're, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're in with the fish creature. now. I guess it's like Australia aligning itself with China instead exactly. of America. We're starting <laughs> to align long, ourselves with the fish. We've aligned ourselves with the mammals. We can't afford to do that anymore. Yeah, no. This is, <laughs> the land is going. The future's in the ocean. The mammals aren't doing well, except for a lot of the the really Domesticated good. Domesticated. No, except for a lot of the really good sea creatures. They're mammals too. Oh, yeah. Whales and, and dolphins. That's right. They're my favorite mammals, are the yeah. ones in the ocean. Yeah. 
But I just want to, I just want to ex- just go a tiny little bit further into why a corn dog is a threat to all living mammals. Yeah, all right. It's because what we're saying with a corn dog, all right, is we're saying we're not only going to kill you, but we're also going to cut off all your good bits and not even use those. We're not going to use those. We're going to take all your worst bits. Yeah. And we're going to grind them up. Yeah. And then we're going to homogenize them into a paste. Yes. And then we're going to get them to squeeze them into an intestine. Squeeze them into a tube. Squeeze that paste into an intestine. Yeah. Then take that intestine and lube it up. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're going to batter it. Yeah. Then we're going to stick it in a stick. Put a stick in it. And then we're going to put it in the boiling hot oil. And then we're going to feed it to our own. Our children. Our children. Yeah. Then, then we're going to carry it around at a at a fair, and then and we're, we're going to take one or two teacher. bites, and we're going to drop it on the ground. Drop it on the ground, and it's going to go in the bin, and then the seagulls are going to peck at it. Take that, all living things. Yeah, and then that really does feed the birds' uh, uh, sort of hatred towards us, because then they really get a taste of our flesh. Anyway. I better go through the sketches that we've written down. Do birds taste? Why do birds taste our flesh? Because they're pe- pecking at the uh, corn dog. The corn dog on the. But that's not our flesh. Well, I'm referring to us as the mammalian oh. kind. Ah, oh, I see. Mammal. That's why I was saying it's a threat to all m- mammalian kind. Mammalian. All right. Mammalian. Connecting to a higher power, which is God, which and is He's God. static. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we, had, we had a big conversation about highly charged things a while ago. Yeah, but this is much better angle. But look, I, it kind of makes me reminds me a little bit about my like or our idea where it's uh, it's that uh, religious institutions are just trying to hide the fact that the sun, the god is the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let people know. It's right? too easy. It's too easy. Go inside. People can't read your brain. Can't, he can't read your mind. Your brain can't see you. People can't read your brain. <laughs> Um. Anyway, God is static. That's why he can electrocute you, yep. and <laughs> and all the other stuff. Yeah, and, and I think you, and could, that you could probably the you could probably protect yourself from him by just by wearing like a. Is that your phone? No, must be yours. Um. My goodness. It's uh yeah. God can just. I'm getting a phone call. Can I answer? Yeah, this? just go answer it, Andy. I'll go through the sketch ideas. Oh no, they've hung up. That's great. Oh, what a great outcome! Yeah, it was, was it... Like, it was like a it was like a it was an unknown number landline. Really? Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm supposed to be somewhere or do something. Anyway, <gasps> no, I just had a feeling. I was like, was the time changed? Anyway, Alistair, it doesn't matter. Let's quick. Let's okay. go. Fuck. All right. <laughs> uh, Nobel Prize for Sorry, participation. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Oh, yep. really good one. Yep. Next uh, one. Flapper Jiswickton Tingle Monsanto. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because the words that we have to say to insult people have got to be harder. Yep. Yeah, go, but also that one. also means genius now. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But also but the words to compliment words. people are also it's blockchain. Everything method has of, more meaning. Yep. Uh, we've got vertical sky writing, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> no, but then that that also ties into the idea of sky writing SMS app. Drones. Oh, see, now that's just a good idea, though. Well, no, but mine is like a guy who's really revolutionizing. Yeah, but mine's an app. Yeah, I know, but mine could be. It's a story about a guy who's like fucking revolutionizing skywriting by doing it. What I don't like about your idea, Alistair, is that it happens on stage, and stages have roofs, and it's it's just insane to think that a plane. This is how good he is. Give all the. All right. (laughs) 
you know, he, he's even built a smaller plane. Wow. It's the seagull. He calls it the seagull. He just stands on it. He calls it the hummingbird. He crouches. He doesn't crouch. He's no. got his knees up near his shoulders. You know. I call that a crouch. I call it a sitting with your knees up. Yeah, well. All emotion erections. Right. You, you got it. Every, every part of your body can get, get a stiffy. Yep. Get a hard on. But for different reasons. You're, mm-hmm. not, erect, you're not erect out of horniness for no. sex. Yeah. That's pa- so passe. Mm-hmm. If anything, your penis always stays, always stays soft unless it, you need to pee. Yep. And it gets hard for peeing. <laughs> and then you got catch and educate and release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> catch and inform. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Forget it. We're spreading our word. It's a soft power. You know, it's a cultural. It's um, a diplomatic. Outreach. Diplomatic power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and everybody does the thing that you want them to do when you do the thing that you do. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You're champions. the best. You are absolute champions. A few people have been getting in touch with us on Twitter. We love it. We love it. We love, we love any so form of contact. Yes. Uh, um, if you call us during the podcast, that's great. If you touch us on the shoulder a and on a on a tram or on a train, we like yeah. that. Well, we'll mention her on the show. We'll mention Anything. her on the show. Somebody touched me on the show. I don't know if it was a listener. <laughs> Hope so. He was drooling a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at 2 in Tank. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB. You can review us on iTunes. We got a review recently and we felt real good. Yeah, and you can contribute to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 2 in Tank. And you can uh, donate a couple of bucks and we'll do a three-word sketch based on uh, the words that you uh, suggest. Yeah. Thank you very much, George, for producing the podcast. As always, you're a wonderful man. Sorry you're, about the issue with the microphone a couple of episodes ago. You're all wonderful men and women. And we... Love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.